Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So we are at episode 90. I just want to take a moment and just thank you so much for being with me on this journey. And for those of you who have been with me since the beginning, like, wow, here we are, 90 episodes in. And extra gratitude for those of you who take that time to let me know of the transformations that you experience from these conversations because they truly do fuel me and inspire me. And I love, love knowing that these conversations are resonating with you. So thank you so much. So I am uh, feeling all that gratitude today and have been reflecting so much on my journey, especially as it relates to the abundance work. That's part of me. You know, my abundance mindset isn't something that I do. It's an embodiment that I have. And so I was really reflecting on when did I get started in this? And when did that shift happen? And what I was hoping to find was this one defining moment, but it's not. It's just all these micro moments that have compounded. And so, you know, I'm gearing up to teach an abundance workshop at the end of the month, and I haven't done an abundance workshop in several years. Um, I, at one time, had a course. I have at one time taught this in person and had sold out, you know, venues. Um, This is absolutely a part of me, but it's something that just is. And so it's not something that I often, you know, teach about. Of course, there are conversations that happen in Vitalize and things come up, but gosh, have I just uncovered so much about myself and this journey and this work and what's possible and what you can do and what I can do and you know what we're here for through the abundance shifts. And so I'm so excited to have this dedicated time to really walk you through, if you desire to attend, um, walk you through what this can look like and how this works because it can be so daunting to get started you know, and it doesn't have to be that way. So again, that's happening at the end of the month. It's $111. You're invited. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes. Um, but on that note, you know, of just reflecting of like, how did I get started? I was reminded of all these micro moments that stood out and also those books that were really critical to my becoming and my awakening in those early days. And so I wanted to give you that list, you know, that top reading list, if you will, not saying that I haven't read uh, something, you know, now that I love even more or, or whatever, but it's like those early on books are so meaningful 
because you're learning a new language and it's like they are they're literally part of mega transformation even though it's a book and so the books that follow right are have that less of an impact because they're more of that reinforcement of what you have already uncovered and so I constantly stay plugged in, you know, staying plugged in to the money work, the abundance work is a huge piece for me. Um, I don't think that you can overstudy it because it's ultimately continuing to uncover parts of yourself. You know, I always say like when we're going for what we want and we come against, come up against a block, this is our opportunity to do the work. But if we're not asking If we're not asking the question of what do I want, then we seldom get to find out what would be stopping us. And so on this journey of of doing the work, living my sole purpose, right? It's also recognizing that I get to be here for all and I can either choose to live in this world that I believe is limited or I can believe it's unlimited and see how full I can live this life. And making that decision has been radical for, for every aspect of my life, of my health, of my relationships, of my quality of life. You know, it's changed how I say yes and how I show up and, and what, I, what I dream about. So reflecting back on that, I just had like, again, there was just these so many like micro moments. Um, so the first one that I could recall as I sat with this was, well, for context, I worked at an apple orchard when I was 16 years old and I continued to work there through college. It was one of my favorite jobs. And so when I was in college, I would just, you know, leave to go there on the weekends. And there was this customer that would come in often and he uh, was from Japan. And so his, uh, his main language was Japanese. And so we had some language barriers communicating, although he could write, you know, English beautifully. Um, but just talking to each other, it was often very challenging, but he would always kind of seek me out and, you know, he could tell when I was dehydrated, AKA if I was hung over and he would, you know, talk to me about the importance of drinking water and, you know, nourishing my body and, you know, if I look like I was, you know, running on no sleep, which I probably was, he would, you know, point to outside and point to the sun and, you know, get me to spin around under the sun. You know, again, it was like, it was hard to communicate, but like we had a connection, but he always thought that I was a member of the family. And I, and like, no matter how many times I tried to explain that I was not a member of the family, that I did not live there, it just never translated. So um, he always called me by the wrong name, but he, I don't know, we just, we had some sort of connection and I have, I don't even know what his name was at this point, but he gave me this book one day and it's called The Power of Wisdom. And it says the magic of seeing what others can't. And he says, it says successful people don't know different things. They just see things differently. And this was the first book that I had ever, like the first, I don't even know how many times it took me to try to work through it. 
I didn't get it. I was like, I, <laughs> oh my gosh, this feels hard. Now, this is a book that I'll still pick up today and it'll land. Something will click, something will land. It's like a book of study. So um, he basically, uh, he wrote in this book that if you give the person the gift of support um, and shelter, they'll eventually take it for granted and expect more. But if you give that same person the gift of waking up in his inborn wisdom, uh, the gift of understanding and enlightenment, then he'll be able to use that wisdom to acquire his own food and wealth and, su- and support and shelter. He'll grow and he'll blossom and he'll be delight to behold. And this is the way it should be. For the gift of wisdom is powerful and supreme and timeless. Unlike any material or monetary gifts, it's the only gift that keeps on giving. And so he says, you have very special qualities that I see in you. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't really know you, right? Like, uh, we can barely speak to each other, but he just saw something in me. And that was really a big moment for me. Like, what do you see in me, you know? And so reading this book, right, it's, it's all about being awakened to your power. It's a different way of, of saying it, but it's really a book about taking that radical responsibility. Again, it wasn't easy to get down whatsoever, but it was like that seed was planted. And so the next book that I recall reading um, that was in the same, you know, vibration was the book, which I've shared with you before, A Good Man is Hard to Find Unless You Ask God to Be Head of Your Search Community search committee and that book I read in college and that's how I manifested my husband. And that was the first time I recall doing like active prayer, active manifestation in that way. Like not just like having these needy prayers, but like actually like working together to, um, bring what I want forward. And so I know after college, like I was like super big into visiting different churches and I absolutely got on the Joel Olstein bandwagon and, you know, I remember reading, you know, Your Best Life Now, I think that was like 2004. And, you know, that's when I was like, oh, you know, just like simple things, right? Like, why not ask for the parking spot? You know, like those simple little tidbits that are in that book. And so again, like, it's just stretching, right? It's just like stretching, like, how do I think? What are my thoughts doing? Are my thoughts working against me? Are my thoughts working for me? Like, am I living in gratitude? And so when, when I, so I got a job, you know, after college and then, you know, moved, I was there for, I guess I moved a few times, but anyway, I ended up, um, getting my dream job, you know, and in this dream job, my husband and I both worked together and for the same company and we we're both in leadership roles. And we had an incredible boss who taught us both how to dream. And I had never, never thought of dreaming in the way that she was opening up for me of like really dream, you know, and it it was so huge for both of us because, you know, it's like we grew up with so many people around our lives that were comfortable, 
you know, they were comfortable with settling. They were, they were comfortable with the plan that they had outlined for their life. You know, these are the steps that you take and then you retire. And working in corporate, that's kind of the track that we were following. It's like you work, you put in your time and then you retire. But we both had this, you know, even before this, we both knew we had this, this longing for something more, but it's like, you kind of don't know how to unlock that, you know? And then, and then things happen and you meet certain people and, and, you know, you plug into that energy of like, holy, like, I'm not even scratching the surface of what it means to dream. And I think really learning how to dream and and ask myself, you know, what do I want? And to stretch that really was huge part of wanting to understand money and have a relationship with money and understand abundance. And what does it mean to work with the frequency of abundance and how can I be a match for more? So all of this meant that in order to breathe life into my dreams, right, there was this natural evolution of doing the work, doing the mindset work. And so, you know, I'm a reader, right? So I really leverage books to be part of this upgrade. Like if I had a question about something, if I was wondering about something, like there seemed to be a book that would be on that topic that I could explore. And so, of course, like I, you know, I remember like reading like the four hour work week and like my mind exploding with that or awaken the giant within, you know, Tony Robbins, like what? Whoa, you know, those things. And certainly those books were, uh, were important and they were great, but like there was other books I'm about to share with you that like I have read over and over again because they they were really potent. They were really potent transmissions for me. And so again, in the name of upgrades and reflecting on how I started, this is just gratitude to those early days of like, wow, these moments have built upon each other. And I I have I would not be here if it wasn't for saying yes to that path and saying yes to the path of wanting more and exploring. Uh, every part of my life that was stuck and where I was compromising and where I was limiting myself and shaking that up, you know? So it's absolutely been a ride. So in order of how I remember um, doing the best that we can, I, I, you know, it could be off a little bit, but of course you guys, uh, the self-love work, you know, that, I, that may have even been later. I don't know, but like, the self-love work has been profound. Like everything starts with this. And that introduction to that was Louise Hay. The power is within you. If you have not read this book, I recommend it to everyone. And of course, I love all of her books. The other one is You Can Heal Your Life. And then Heal Your Body is something that I reference all the time. You know, all the time when clients are telling me something or something's going on, I love seeing uh, the emotional aspect, so we can take that into consideration. I want to take that in consideration. I don't say like that's the end all be all, but like I want to have that in consideration so we can learn and upgrade from the body's communications. Okay, so if somebody has heartburn, right? Like we look at the Louise Hay, uh, you can or heal your body book, and it's like fear, 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 clutching fear. 
you know? And so it allows us to have a bigger uh, relationship with our body and really take responsibility for the emotions that we're suppressing and what we're not, and, and what, what stories we're telling ourselves and what illusions we're plugged into. You know, the body is without a doubt, like the other book says, your body keeps the score. Your body is the tell all. And so anyway, her books, good gosh, you guys was so foundational for me because I would not be here. I would not think about abundance work if I could not love myself, right? Because all of this comes down to feeling worthy to go after it. So that was huge. And then, of course, reading Louise Hay introduced me to Hay House. And so, I mean, I was just like, you know, Wayne Dyer, uh, going through those, like any like movies I could find, all that stuff, like huge, huge, huge. Um, I'm looking at a book right now too, like change your thoughts, change your life. Like that's Wayne Dyer's book. Like it's not on my list, but it's still on my top bookshelf. And when I say top bookshelf, it's because these are the books that I keep on hand that if I am in like a, like having like a sluggish moment, right. I might just pick up a book and intuitively read. So I'm just going to do this right now. So I'm opening up I'm intuitively reading. Okay. So this is for you. So right here is a section I'm going to love is the biggest eraser. I know love erases, even when the deepest and most painful memories, even the most deepest and painful memories, because love goes deeper than anything else. If your mental images of the past are very strong and you keep affirming it's all their fault, you stay stuck. Do you want a life of pain or one of joy? The choice and power are always within you. Look into your eyes and love you and the little child within. Like, I just get chills reading that. You know, it's like there's so many ways that I still turn to these first books early on in the days and can just get a little something and just like, and now it's affirming, right? Like at first it was new territory. Like my mind was like, what? And so I had to read and reread and immerse myself. And now, like I said, the, the books have less of an impact on me now. They're still impactful, but it's like they're affirming versus being this new thing. So, um, the next book that's radically shifted a lot for me is the four agreements. So this is something that I recommend to everybody to read. Um, I know that I have read this multiple times. Uh, like I said, early days, uh, multiple times because I, I couldn't, these agreements did not stick, you know, they took a while to stick. And so I kept reading and I especially leaned on this book when I was going through hard times. <clears throat> so let's find an intuitive read, opening it up. Um, so it says, okay, if you keep this agreement, okay, what agreement are we talking about? If you keep this agreement, the agreement is don't take anything personally. Okay. If you keep this agreement and you don't take anything personally, you can travel around the world with your heart completely open and no one can hurt you. You can say, I love you without being, without fear of being ridiculed or rejected. You can ask for what you need. You can say yes, or you can say no. 
whatever you choose without guilt or self-judgment. You can choose to follow your heart always. Then you can be in the middle of hell and still experience inner peace and happiness. You can stay in your state of bliss and hell will not affect you at all. Boom. So I don't know who needed that today. That was for you. Like so good. Okay. Still relevant. Um, so another book that I had read multiple times early on is called The Laws of Spirit. And this is Dan Millman. And I honestly think I found him first by reading The Way of the Peaceful Warrior and then watching The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I don't know. I think that's how it happened. But then I got my hands on this book and this was something that I read over and over and over again. And, you know, I have, like, I just opened this up um, to a, a note. It says June 17, 2017 resonates de- deeply. Um, so just little things, um, faith dares the soul to go far farther than it can see. So this book for me was a huge book about faith and really leaning into, um, into how big do I trust? You know, if I don't have evidence can I still believe? Can I believe before I see it? So again, I don't recall the exact order of these books or what year it was, but we're talking, you know, starting this work, starting as early as 2003, 2004, and then 2005, and then shifting into, you know, the dreaming phase, which is like 2010. In 2008, probably starting, and then 2010 deepening, and then it's just exploding, right? So even in 2017, as I'm getting ready to leave my corporate job, you better believe I was leaning on these books or leaning on these reminders and really working to embody what I knew was true, but now I had to apply it to my life. So it's like any time that I was applying something into my life for the first time, like I was leaning on these books or, you know, I also had, was working with coaches and those types of things too, at some point, but I, I, I needed to remember, like, I want to do things differently, but it feels scary because what I'm programmed to do is to play victim, right? Or to blame my circumstances, but if I am calling this in for an upgrade, then how do I show up to this so differently? If, if life is happening for me, then how do I show up differently? And so these were so critical for me. The Big Leap, you guys, if you haven't read The Big Leap, I, I know The Big Leap is really written uh, for entrepreneurs, but I am telling you there is so much wisdom in that book. It is still a favorite. All of these are. These are still favorites that I can pick up at any day and I can read and be like, "Mm, it's like a warm hug from an old friend. So the big leap is where you will take the deep dive into upper limiting. And upper limiting is a huge factor of this work because as we stretch what we can hold and we start to play in different playgrounds that we've never played in before, our ego can freak out and want to shrink us back. 
And so when we have that awareness, we can catch it as upper limiting and we can stop it. And that is huge. So you have an incredible night with your partner, like things are so good. You're experiencing bliss and butterflies that you haven't had in forever. And then two days later, you throw a tantrum about something and you feel like you're at like, you you don't even know who this person is. How dare they, right? Like this is you upper limiting. And so the faster that you take radical responsibility that you called in this behavior and you apologize and you know what I mean? Like you change the vibration, then you get back to the upgrade that you experienced and you get to stretch it. So huge, the big leap. Um, I have read, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't know of a money book out there that I have not read. So if you have one that you're like, have you read this one? Send it to me. But like literally I have read what I know of every single one. Now there are probably ones that I haven't read, right? But like, I don't know of them because it is one of my favorite topics to explore and look at. And, and I just love the expansion that comes with that. Um, but one of, you know, of course, like think and grow rich, you know, the secret, of course I read the secret, loved it. You know, that the secret introduced me to Bob Proctor, um, you know, manifesting change, like all of these were huge. And then, um, uh, working with Wallace Waddles, you know, financial success, like all those were so good, but I would say, um, my favorite money book, like those are great. And I still turn to them. And obviously like they are foundational, like they are huge. It's where everybody else has grown from is their original writing, but an easy read that was fun, that was really um, instrumental for me back then uh, actually was Denise Duffield Thomas, um, her Get Rich Lucky Bitch book. I love that thing. That was so good. And then I, I think I did her boot camp and stuff like that too. So, um, but I just love that book and I read it several times because Again, there these were new ideas for me. Like these were concepts that I had never heard before, right? That I was getting a little taste of it, little taste of it, little taste of it throughout the years. And then boom, like, oh my gosh, I was only scratching the surface. Now I will say that my absolute favorite money book that I read later, um, and it's like the absolute I just love this book so much. It's called It's Not Your Money and it's by Tasha Silver and I would recommend it to anybody. It is the best, best, best. But early on, that Get Rich Lucky Bitch was so good. And of course, you can't just not read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or Financial Success by Wallace Waddles because these are just key books. Um, my final book, I think this is my final book that was so huge for me. And this happened during my time at corporate. Uh, my last, you know, corporate role, I was there for almost 10 years <clears throat> and the owner, um, introduced me to the prayer of Jabez and I loved this book so much. I read it every year, sometimes twice a year. And, um, you know, it says, do you want to be extravagantly blessed by God? 
Are you ready to reach for the extraordinary, to ask God for the abundant blessings he longs to give you? So it's just a beautiful prayer book. And uh, I didn't know, you know, so I love this book. I really gravitated to it. Again, it's been something that I turn to often um, because it's just such a remembering, right? It's like, like I said, it's like getting out this big hug from God when I turn to these old friends. Um, But so I don't know, this was my last year of being in school for my ND and my mentor at this time, um, she was looking to grow enrollment for one of her programs and she started tapping, um, on her chest, not on her thymus, but like off to like heart center. And I was like, what's up? What are you you doing? What are you tapping? And so she taught me that, you know, we can basically program different mantras, different prayers, different desires into points of our body. And then when we're wanting to recall that energy, we can just tap there. And so she was actually tapping the prayer of Jabez because the prayer of Jabez is all about expanding our territory, right? And so it's a beautiful prayer, especially for those in service, those who are looking to serve more. Um, But it also is applicable to anybody looking to be, do, have more. And so anyway, she she was tapping the prayer. I was like, I didn't know that you were into the prayer of Jabez. She was like, oh yeah, how do you think I built this school? You know, so it was just kind of a fun, uh, just a fun connection there. And I was like, that book literally has brought me so much hope and peace and like offered me so much. And then she's like, yeah, same. So I have it programmed into me and I tap when I need to recall it. So I thought that was pretty fun, but I'm sure that when I finish this, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't tell them about this book. How could I forgot about you? But these were pretty core. You guys, these are, I am certain that I have references before um, in different podcasts, because these were pivotal in my early awakening and strengthening my beliefs and going through hard stuff and needing to rely on something stronger than my ego, right? Needing to rely on what was truth for me until it could become an embodiment of mine. This work is like strengthening muscles. Right? You can't just read the book, put it down, and expect to forever be changed. This is reading and becoming and applying and going through stuff, going through life, and changing the way that you would react and going back to what is your truth and responding differently. And through that response, having an upgrade in frequency and repeating it, and repeating it, and repeating it. So the most beautiful thing about any of this work, but if we even just look at abundance work, like the time to start is now, right? Because this is a journey. This isn't something that you just snap your fingers and, you know, things are changed. You wouldn't want that anyway. Like you can experience changes at a snap of a finger, but in terms of having this, wow, like everything is different around me. 
things in the physical form take time. That is the slowest. And so our fast changes come with our energetics, you know, and that's where we can tap into that now, right? Like I can tap into the feeling of gratitude and I can get, bring it so high. I can give chills to my body. I can do that. Right. But in terms of manifesting, um, the house upgrades that I'm calling in, that's takes longer, right? There's a process to that. And so all of this is asking us to really step into the work that's not separated from our thoughts because our thoughts is the work. This is where I go back to mindset work isn't something that you take 20 minutes a day and do, right? There's practice in any given moment of any given day because all day long you are having a bum, like you are being bombarded by your thoughts. And so you get to choose what you think and those thoughts, right, become the things. And so where we get stuck is life and different experiences and circumstances that we start to create stories and we reach for that victim card and we place the fault on others. And where this work in, in something like these books or you know courses and programs and different things where you get to apply, it's like, this is how I would have responded. And I am choosing to do it so differently that I change the way these things come up in the future. And through that, the future changes because you're no longer attracting the same amount of drama and chaos to your life. And now you have this spaciousness that you didn't previously have. And that is freedom, right? And you just keep stretching what you can hold and stretching what you can hold and becoming more confident. But it's all related, right? To do abundance work means to do self-love work. Now, certainly our... Is there the abundance fast track where you are completely putting all your intention into that energy? Absolutely. But what fun is abundance, right? If we don't like who we are. It's like, it's, you know, it's like more material things cannot bias the happiness that is available to us with the perspective shifts about our, about our health, about our life, that gratitude. So I would love to know which of these books have you read? Which ones do you turn to? Uh, which ones have you read more than once? Which one haven't you read in years? And which ones have you never read that you're going to add to your reading list? And I, of course, would love to know, like, again, if you're already been doing this work and you read one of these books and it's a, it's a remembering experience, it may not be as impactful as it was to me as like it being new, you know, like I know that I read like asking it is, and it is given like not early on, like middle of the journey. And it wasn't that impactful to me because I'd already been doing this work. I'd already read so much that it was less impactful, but there's other people that asking it is given, um, by Esther and Jerry Hicks is like the first book that they read. And it's like, oh my gosh, it changes everything for me. I'm like, really? That, that book didn't really do that for me. But it wasn't the first thing. It was later on, you know? So anyway, always the invitation though to take a pause and just reflect on your journey and like reflect on those micro moments that have led to this point. 
because everything has been perfectly timed and you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And in that, there's so much celebration and honoring of like, wow, like this is the moment right now that I've called in and my next upgrade is on its way if I want it. So what do you want? All right, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. I can't wait.